Hi, this is Victoria Miracle and Purposeful Woman Podcast. My goal for this podcast is to bring you the best information from the brightest woman in the world. Let's go. Lovely. How amazing. Thanks. How are you doing? Doing amazing. I want to welcome you, Karen. Karen is the human design specialist, and I'm super excited. And Karen is a certified human design specialist and the best-selling author of Getting to Know You. Before finding human design in 2009, Karen spent 13 years in marketing training and sales position in New York and in New Jersey. So she is absolutely wealth of knowledge of the corporate world and life experience. I am so excited to have you here with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Yes. As we're speaking on sacral, our second chakra, Mm -hmm. (laughs) tell us a little bit more first about you and how do you have that amazing right corporate experience and then you move to human design how did that happen how How does that that happen good question good question i was in corporate for quite a while i studied and of course you know went to school found my first job and just kind of moved around from one job to another fairly quickly it was just two or three years each and it would probably be likened to what a lot of millennials are going through now, right? But I just found that I needed to keep moving. I was getting very bored in the jobs I was in. I liked them at first, and then I would move on. And so my degree was actually in healthcare consulting or planning, and I finally did find my way into that eventually. And and I did stay there for uh, quite a while in my career. But then even that, you know, got a little boring after a while. And so I moved on to e-learning, um, which was just coming out in the early 2000s and to other jobs. But then in the meantime, I found human design in 2009. And the way that happened was I was just really searching, taking a lot of courses and uh, seminars and reading a lot of books and trying to find out what I was really here for. I just had this inkling that there was something more to life than just moving up to the corporate, you know, through the corporate ranks and finding myself in the corner office eventually, which I never did. So I kept wondering, well, how am I going to get there? And so I just, I had a feeling there was more to it. And when I found human design, it kind of answered that for me because it, it helped me to see that there were more answers that I wanted and it confirmed a lot of things for me mm-hmm. and it also allowed me to see myself in a different way so it was really very eye-opening and confirmed a lot of information for me and then allowed me to take a different path awesome so what kind of influence the human design had in your life particularly so tell us also what is it human design for those who is not aware <laughs> i would love to you to speak just a little bit about what is it human design so and then to say how this impacted your life sure so human design is a personality assessment tool but it's a little different than the other ones that you might have heard of victoria like uh, myers-briggs is out there and enneagram and berkman and what's new and strength finder things like that disc there are a lot of different ones out there right but they're and they're all very helpful in their own way 
but they all answer questions, right? And the reason I like human design is because I found that it's actually based on birth information. And I'm not, you know, I've had a few astrology readings. I'm not really an astrologer by training at all. But what I found with human design is that it took a lot of the ancient wisdoms and then melded them with the more modern wisdom. So we literally have the Judaic uh, Kabbalah, we have the Chinese I Ching, the astrology, both Western and Eastern astrologies, and the Hindu chakra system, which of course we're talking about today. And, and really we can look at um, this chart and see that this little red square here is the sacral that we're talking about today. And so the human design chart that you might get from me is literally looking at the chakra system, but adding a little bit to it. Because really, literally, in, we say in 1791, we went from seven chakras to nine chakras in the body. And so that's why we show it as a nine energy centered being. And so with that, so that's the ancient wisdoms, right? And then on the modern side, we've got modern math, quantum physics, and biogenetics. And so we really get a lot of information from the human design chart. And I'm able to tell people a lot about themselves, things that they, you know, kind of thought that might have been included <laughs> that they thought were consistent in their lives, but some things that they just kind of wondered about and worried about, you know, or their parents told them they should be doing this and, and it doesn't really ring true for them. So they wonder why these things either work for them or they don't. And so in the human design chart, we can actually find it, those things. We can point to those things. I can name those things and then let people know what actually is going on in, within their own energy system. And so it's really helpful because we're all made of energy and most of your pe people and, and the people who are watching this probably get that, that we're all made of energy. Literally this table is energy, this computer is energy, everything around us is energy, including ourselves. And so it's really nice to know a little bit more about that energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely been adored when I learn about that system and I can say it came to my awareness of one point and then I never paid attention and then in the year it came back and in the year it came back and I was like okay let me look at this closer yeah. and then I was just fascinated by it will you speak about how does that can help us in business and um, how do you help your clients with the human design charts sure that, that's a great question so it really allows us to see where we have our consistent energy and where we don't and so in business as it turns out, well, and I'll just go back and say, so we get the energy blueprint, right? We get to see where our energy is. Within human design, we also find out what our decision-making strategy is. And each energy type, as we call them, there are five energy types, has a different way of making decisions. And so there are two types that have the sacral on their chart colored in, in red. And, and that, so that's the second up from the bottom, if you have a chart, the second up from the bottom would be the sacral and that would be in red. And that's 70% of the population, which are all the generators and manifesting generators. So in business, the generators and the manifesting generators, and I happen to be a generator, are the ones who usually, well, let's say in the last century, they were the farmers and the factory workers and the laborers and, you know, built the big buildings and all that kind of energy, right? They needed that energy because they literally would work from you know, seven o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night, go home and take care of the kids, get up the next day and do it all again, right? And they would do that over and over again and they can do it for 50 or 60 years and just do it without an issue. 
because they either love their work or they just knew that they had to do that to put food on the table, right? So now we get to choose what we want to do. And so I've chosen to help people find out about their human design. And that's a little bit different, but I have the energy to do that. And a lot of people uh, like me have the energy to do that. But we're sacral beings. There are 30% of the population, including all the projectors that are on here, who are not sacral beings. They literally 30% of the population don't have that sacral colored in. And so they don't have that consistent energy. Now, well, the difference is only that I have consistent energy as a generator, a manifesting generator, and the others who have that white on their chart, it's inconsistent energy. So it doesn't mean you don't have sacral energy, it just means it's inconsistent. And so you can't really depend on it all the time, and you don't want to depend on it all the time. So those 30% of the population, which would be the projectors, the manifestors, and the reflectors, Projectors are about 20% of the population. Manifestors are about eight or 9%. And reflectors are just 1% of the population. But they would all have that sacral open or white on their chart. That means they don't have consistent energy there. So they literally take it in from other people who might be around them, those other generators or manifesting generators. But then they, if they go away, then they don't have that energy anymore. And so it's kind of a funny thing. And yet that's what creates the feeling of inconsistent energy. So if some projector is at the office, let's say, or when we used to be at the office, and they're surrounded by generators and manifesting generators, they're going to feel like they have energy all day long, but then they go home and they're kind of tired. And so for the people with open sacrals, we say that, first of all, you want as flexible a job as possible. So possibly a job where you could either have very flexible schedule or where you could take days off or where you could make your own schedule, you know, like for a salesman uh, or teachers who can get the summer off or professors also who might get the summer off, architects or any kind of people who travel around, you know, it might be a little difficult to travel. Obviously right now it is, but if they can make their own schedule, then that would be better for them. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does make sense, right? Because some people, they're like always, whoa, like so much energy. And at some point they're like, oh, I don't know. But I know also for generators, guys who don't have a human design chart, Karen has a making chart chart for you, but you can always go back, you know, and uh, look at the recording, but do the chart and understand if you're a generator or a generator manifester, that mm-hmm. you can work so you can work so much more than you do as a reflector or projector. But at the same time, I wanted to speak a little bit more about the art decision making strategy because I feel like that is a, so important in business to understand mm-hmm. how do I make my decisions, right? How right. do you, it's like I'm a mental projector. I need to speak it out loud to just yes. hear it myself to make a decision. And it's how mm-hmm. crazy is that that all my life I talk nonstop. <laughs> You know, and tell us a little bit more about the other, right? That there is intuitive, splenic, right? Emotional decision-making strategies. So those are different. Yeah, they're different, um, what we call authorities in the body. And so if, for example, as a generator, a manifesting generator, theirs are usually fairly simple in that we listen to our sacral. And with the sacral, we hear, or we intuit, I guess, the yes or no that we get. So for a generator, a manifesting generator, with our sacral, we're literally responding to things in our outer reality, Victoria. And what that looks like is that, I won't necessarily say it out loud, but I'll go, oh, that's what I want, you know, or that looks good to me, or, oh, that's the car I wanted to get. That's what the sacral 
That's with the sacral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have that intuitive pull in your body? Well, it's a gut feeling, we call it. And, And so it sounds funny, but projectors and manifestors and reflectors don't really have that gut feeling to depend upon. Mm-hmm. You might think that you have a gut feeling sometimes. Do you ever feel like you have a gut feeling, Victoria? Just not really. Insane. I do have feel like I have intuition, but it, I, it's not a gut sure. feeling. I wouldn't say it's a okay. gut feeling. Yeah, it's it's really not because for you it's not consistent energy, mm-hmm. and, and so you can't really depend on that. But you can depend on your intuition, mm-hmm. and you can depend on your. Uh, we, if you're not emotional, you wouldn't depend on that. But some people, half the world's emotional, and half the world is not. And so for the half of projectors and manifestors who are emotional, they would then depend on their emotional solar plexus, which is over here. Mm -hmm. It's the brown square on the right side of your body graph, if you're emotional, and that would be your authority. So getting back to the manifesting generators and generators, they can be either just sacral or splenic, which means they can also use their intuition or they can be emotional. And so those are the 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 difference intuition and emotional. How, the between, how, do, how are they making decisions? So if they're intuitive and they have the spleen defined, then they would make, and it's connected to the sacral, they, then they would make decisions. So they would say with their gut, oh, that, that looks like the person I wanted to meet, or that's the car I wanted. But then they would wait to get an intuitive hit, as I call it, that it's the right timing right? Because it's also about timing. The, the gut might say, oh yeah, that's what I want. But the spleen will say, and now's the right time. Whereas the emotional solar plexus, which is a wave of emotions going up and down and up and down for people, some high highs and low lows and others kind of mild, you want to wait out the wave to see if that's the right decision. So for people who are splenic, they can actually make pretty quick decisions when they get that splenic hit or intuitive hit, but for the emotional people, they want to wait it out a little bit longer, especially for a big decision. For a big decision, you want to wait. And so that sounds a little counterintuitive. Some people are like, oh, I just need to make a decision immediately. For some people, that's not correct. And so that's why it helps to know your human design and to be able to see what really works best for you. Yeah, and in the human design, you can also, there's a things us like where you better functioning like for example my chart is a cave and i always found myself really doesn't like open spaces much mm-hmm. like my apartment that i bought it was pretty small and i felt so safe in there and yes. now i live like in a huge house and we all first floor it's an open area and i can't seem to like focus there and i can find myself unless i really tuned out like yeah. or I'm in my room in the office, like I can't even find it. And it's so interesting that it, we can see that in our charts. Yes. So why human design is so important to know it, you know, in 2020 as we are now. And I know there's a big shift that's coming in a few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. there is. And, and I'll just, if I may, go back to the projectors and manifestors for a moment, just to say how they would make their decisions, like okay. you, for example because it sounds like we have a few projectors on here that, so they would, they have a few different ways of making decisions too, but for projectors and manifestors, they would be, they might be emotional and then they would wait out the emotional wave or they may be uh, splenic or for manifestors, they might also have an ego and they could make decisions from their will center. So there's a few different ways of making those decisions, but for manifestors, they can actually have an idea in their head and just go out and do it if they're waiting out their emotional wave. And for projectors, 
it can, there can be a few different types of projectors. Like you said, you're a mental projector. And so that means that you have just the two um, centers at the top filled in, I think, Victoria, right? Maybe your throat. And so for you, it, you need to talk. You, when you get it, your decision-making strategy is to get an invitation and then respond to it, right? Or to decide whether to take that invitation or not, which sounds a little funny, but that's the strategy for projectors is to wait to get that invitation that really feels juicy, that really feels good and very personal to you. In other words, it's not just an email um, blast that goes out to the world. It's really a specific invitation to you about your business or about a relationship or about living somewhere or going on a trip perhaps. Any of those things are invitations that you can take in, decide if you wanted to do them or not, and then actually go ahead with that decision. And then once you go ahead with that decision or with that invitation, then you can take any steps you need to take with that. So if you're invited into a business proposition, for example, or a business uh, partnership, or even if someone says, oh, you know what, I think it would be really great if you took this course. I think you would make a great massage therapist, for example. If that happens to you, or somebody suggests a school or some position that's open or things like that, that's an invitation for a projector. And then they can go through their decision-making process and see if it's right for you. So for you, Victoria, you need to talk to other people about it. Some people are splenic, they can use their intuition, and then some people are emotional and they'll want to wait out their emotional wave. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so tell us a little bit more, why is it so important right now? Right now, so there's a lot of, as you know, probably uh, a lot of energy moving around. Things are changing in the world. We're in definitely a unique place in terms of the pandemic, the social unrest, mm-hmm. the elections coming up. There's a lot of different things, a lot of different moving parts. And the reason I like human design and why I think it's important now is because there's a lot of things on the outside of us that are changing. And if we can know a little bit more about ourselves and a little bit more about what our values are in this time period, what, what's consistent for us, what makes sense for us, what really feels good for us, when you can know all these things and you can through your human design chart, then you can make the decisions that make sense for yourself, for your business, for your family, for your relationship, and anything else that comes up. For me, it's all about, you know, Brene Brown says that you should have two main values. So for me, it's about integrity and trusting the universe. And once I got clear about that in, you know, March, during March and April, and felt, really felt into it and realized that what I've been doing the past few years, learning about human design, building my business, and moving down to Florida six years ago, has really set us up to be able to do what I want to do for the next 30 years. And so that may or may or not happen, but that's the plan. And I know that I have the energy to do it. I know they have the will to do it. And I know that I'm helping people. And so if you can find, you know, you can find, your clients can find the things in their lives that make sense for them, then that makes all the difference. Absolutely. So wonderful. And how do we write... It's so wonderful to know what our strategies, what our authority, and I highly will recommend to go, you know, and grab the chart from Karen. Mm-hmm. But how do we attract, right? From how do we attract? Because all sacred, you know, second chakra, it's all about 
like feeling it. And at the same time, us with women, we attract from that place of feeling them emotions and really being in that flow. Mm -hmm. We do. We do. And that's exactly what the sacral is about is the flow that we're in and the timing that we're in. Right. And so the way we, at least the way I teach attraction and the way we attract in, because I am a big proponent of the law of attraction. And, and I have to say what's changing Victoria is that it's not so much the law of attraction anymore as it is the law of instantaneous manifestation, because the energy is moving so quickly that things are coming into my life and my clients' lives a lot more quickly than we sure. had even thought. Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. Things are moving much more quickly. Like, like, it's like crazy. It is. It is. And so the attraction, I think, works best, at least for and it doesn't have to be a sacral being. I tell, I give this uh, suggestion to all my clients. And, and in fact, it's in my book. You mentioned the book, Getting to Know You, but the book is uh, on Amazon and it's called Getting to Know You. And it tells you a little bit about the human design plus law of attraction and how they work in your career, relationships, parenting, and other areas of your life. But one of the biggest uh, suggestions I make is to create lists. Lists for each area of your life that you want to change that, so that you can talk, think of first think about your career or your relationship or your health, whichever area it is, and just bring, write down 10 or 12 items that are qualitative, right? So it's the qualities of those things and how you want them to be. And some people call it future visioning. I've actually seen things about this lately where they, they think of it as future visioning. So it's you sitting down, whether you meditate before or after, and then think about how, you, how do you want it to look? How do you want your new career to look? I think a lot of us like, you know, I'll, I'll just give you the first few items. I think a lot of people would probably agree with this where you would have a very flexible schedule where you would be able to work the hours that you wanted to work, where you'd be able to take um, time off and vacations and, and do the things that you want to do with your friends or family when you want, that you have a client group that is really appreciating you and loving you and you, they know that you're helping them and you know that you're helping them. Also, when it comes to money, I like to suggest that you not put, you know, in um, other gurus, right? Like a Tony Robbins will say, oh, no, don't, don't do this. But I say, don't put an amount down. You don't need to be a millionaire tomorrow. I don't need to be a millionaire tomorrow. I don't think I'd really want to be a millionaire tomorrow. But what I do want to do is, and, and you can write this down, is take care of my expenses put money into the business, put money away for savings and for the future and do the things I want to do, right? Spend the money on the things I want to spend it on. And if you're taking care of all those four buckets, then that's pretty nice, right? And that gives you a sense of abundance because the world, the, the universe wants us to be abundant. We don't need to be greedy, right? We don't need to have more than, you know, I mean, how many yachts do you need, right? You want to just be able to have the things that you want and, and need for your family and, and yourself, and then really live a life that's comfortable, but it doesn't have to be extravagant. And, and, but if you want it to be extravagant, go ahead. Yeah, there are stepping stones along the way. 100% slow down and allow yourself to recognize the abundance to our lives. Yeah. And gratefulness is a big thing in my life. It probably is in a lot of your people's lives too, Victoria. And it really, there's nothing, it's very heartening to see the gratitude 
in your life and, and to be grateful for the little things, I find that that just, the, the more, and that's where the instantaneous abundance or instantaneous manifestation comes in. Because every time I see something in my life that I like, I say, oh, wouldn't it be great to have more of that? Oh, wouldn't it be great to have more of that? Oh, I would love another client like that. Or, oh, you know, oh, that, what a beautiful flower. What a beautiful painting. What a beautiful, you know, whatever it is. Just be appreciative in the moment. And that, those feelings really are very important. What I'm finding is that it, it goes through the entire body, right? That those feelings of gratitude and bliss and joy and growth, whatever you want to call it, that's going on, it goes through the entire body. And that's why I think human design is important because it really does look at the entire body too. Yes, absolutely. Well, well thank you so much. And share with us what uh, you're sharing today. I know it's a human design chart and just why, what else? I think there was some else bonuses in there, right? So there's the living by human. If you go to livingbyhumandesign.com, there are little blocks that say, get your free chart. And the charts are always free there. They're always complimentary. You can get it for yourself or anybody else in your family. And there is also a course that's available, a free course, if people want to learn more about human design. Once they uh, get the chart, then I'll give you the link for the free course as well. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming on. And uh, a human design is just uh, such a blessed in my life that I found and I think it's interesting and it's our mission to spread it more to the world and get people aligned with their true nature. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. It feels really good when you get there. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, I, I love the background that you have a new one, I guess. So oh, thanks, Victoria. It was great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you love this podcast, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review it. And of course, you can get in touch with me everywhere online at purposefulwithdoubleLday.com. And I can't wait to see you next time. Kisses! <laughs>